So, Father, we just come before you now this morning as we look into your word, which is the perfect law of liberty. I pray, Lord God, that you would give me doors of utterance today. And I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light as we look into your word this morning. For you said in your word that the entrance of your word gives us light. So we believe that, we ask for it, and we receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Praise God. Well, Christmas is just right around the corner. It's the time of year where millions of people around the world celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this year we understand that the Christmas celebration may look different for many of us, but the reason we celebrate has not changed. God has literally given us heaven's best his precious gift, his son, to redeem mankind is the best gift ever given. In John chapter 3, in verse 16, it says this, But this is how much God loved the world. He gave his only and unique son as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life experience the zoe kind of life paul said this in second corinthians 9 15 thanks be to god for his indescribable gift glory to god and so today we want to remind of ourselves of the joy of our salvation that is one of the greatest gifts that god has given to his people Joy is a fruit of the Spirit. And I see a thread of joy woven throughout the Christmas story. So I want to take a look at that this morning. Let's begin in Matthew, the second chapter. Matthew chapter 2. And uh, we'll begin now in verse 1. Matthew 2, verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem was troubled as well. And in verse 4, it says, And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. He had ulterior motives and extremely bad motives for wanting to know that. And here's what they said. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet... Now, I want to just stop right there and just remind you that the word Bethlehem literally means the house of bread. The house of bread. Jesus later called himself the bread of life. He called himself the living bread and the bread which came down from heaven. And in verse 6, it says, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor 
that shall rule my people Israel. Now, it's an interesting side note here that the first time that we see the word Bethlehem in the Bible was way back in Genesis chapter 35. And let me just read to you just a little portion of Genesis 35, and we're going to look at verse 18 and verse 19. Now, this is speaking of Rachel after that her second child was born. As a matter of fact, Rachel died after he was born in a city very close to Bethlehem. And in Genesis 35, in verse 18, it says, And it came to pass that her soul was departing, for she died, and she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father later called him Benjamin. Verse 19 says, And Rachel died is, and was buried in Ephrah, which is Bethlehem. Now we see here that just before she died, she called her son Ben-Oni, which really means the son of sorrow. But then his father quickly changed his name to Benjamin, which means the son of the right hand. Well, we glean this from that, that Jesus Christ is the greater Ben-Oni and Benjamin born in Bethlehem. He certainly was the man of sorrows who wept over Jerusalem and suffered and died that you and I might be brought to new birth. But he's also been raised and seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. So I thought that interesting that that's the first time that Bethlehem is mentioned and it tells us somewhat of the redemption story. The man of sorrows acquainted with grief paid the full price for our deliverance and salvation. But death and hell couldn't hold him down. God raised him from the dead, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Praise the Lord. Can you say amen? Then in verse 7, in Matthew chapter 2, it says, Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently, what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. Yeah, right. Verse 9, When they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star, when they saw it in the east, went before them. Now notice this till it came and stood over where the young child was. And in verse 10, it says this, When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They weren't just happy. They weren't just joyful. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I love the Passion Translation where it says, and when they saw the star, they were so ecstatic that they, that they shouted and celebrated with unrestrained joy. Think about that. They shouted and celebrated with unrestrained joy. We can shout today. We can celebrate today with ecstatic joy 
Because Jesus Christ came and Jesus Christ is Lord. Glory to God. How many of you watching today can testify when you found Jesus, you tapped into a joy that this world just could not give? You know, we sing the old song, the world didn't give it to us. And thank God, the world can't take it away. On your journey of life, you came and you found true peace, true love, and you found joy. And that journey ended when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. Now, certainly that does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that there's not going to be challenges. There's not going to be troubles or problems. No, but as believers, we have the joy of the Lord. Now, all of you know, because we preach it regularly here at Heart of the Bay, what does the joy of the Lord do for you? Well, it says in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory to God. It's time to celebrate the joy of the Lord. Praise God. I can just see in my imagination right now, Raul on the front row kicking his leg. I can see over to my left, Tony Herrera getting happy. Praise God. Because the joy of the Lord strengthens us. The joy of the Lord encourages us. The joy of the Lord is a spiritual force that keeps us going, that keeps us moving mountains, that keeps our heart Filled, glory to God, with hope and great anticipation. Amen. Now in verse 11, it says this, And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down, and they worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented him gifts. It was gold, it was frankincense, and it was mere. Now gold, we are told, is a gift that is suitable for royalty. It is a gift for a king. Now the wise men were seeking the one who was to be born king of the Jews. Yet Jesus made it abundantly clear in the Gospels that his kingdom was not of this world. In John 18, 36, matter of fact, he said this. Jesus answered, he said, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Now, on another occasion, remember when he multiplied the bread and the fishes, and the people literally wanted to take him by force and make him king. Notice what Jesus did. He withdrew from that because he knew that he had a higher purpose, that his father had a higher plan for him. In John six fifteen, it says this, Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and to take him by force to make him king, notice what he did. He departed. He departed again to a mountain by himself alone. Now certainly 
Jesus valued to meet the natural needs of people. But he knew that his kingdom was not going to be established in that way. His kingdom would be built through changed hearts, through lives that were changed by the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus now, today, rules in the hearts of men and women just like you who have yielded to him. Jesus rules in the lives of those who have received the free gift of righteousness, of those who have become new creations, of those who have made him the Lord of their lives. He came to earth as a baby, but he's coming again as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And that's something to be joyful about. The second gift was frankincense. Frankincense, I'm told, was a gift that was suited for a priest. Now, if you look in the Old Testament, you'll find that the priests brought the sacrifices during the Old Covenant, and they would offer up frankincense along with those offerings. Well, when Jesus rose from the dead, he began to function as our great high priest. So much of our preaching today and so much of our teaching today focuses on what Jesus did for us in the past. And that's good. But it's very essential that we understand what Jesus is doing for us right now at the right hand of the Father. He is our mediator. He is our high priest. He is our advocate. He is our intercessor. He is the one who ever liveth to make intercession for you and for me. And that, my friends, is something to be joyful about. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 11 and 12 speaks of his high priesthood. He is the high priest of our confession. Hebrews 9 verse 11 and 12. You may want to just read this at home. Get ready, ready, read. But Christ, being come and high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. And then verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained what? He obtained eternal redemption for us. Glory to God. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. You and I have been eternally redeemed. We have been eternally released from the curse of the law. Woo! Hallelujah. And so we can rejoice. Because you and I have been eternally redeemed. Now, in the Latin language, the word priest means bridge builder. Bridge builder. When I saw that, I immediately thought, Pastor Tom, of the song, Way Maker. Glory to God. He is our bridge builder. He makes a way where seemingly there is no way. Glory to God. 
our way maker. You see, what he did is he bridged the gap between you and I and the Father. In Ephesians 2.19, it says this. It says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. And then verse 19 says, Now therefore you are no more strangers. You're no more foreigners. I like to shout this morning, but we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. That means this, because he's our bridge builder, because he's our way maker, that we can come boldly unto the throne of grace. There is no access denied. We are welcome at any time, any place, to come boldly before the throne of grace. You see, he is the bridge to answered prayer. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. So we honor him today as our bridge builder, the one who made it possible for us to come into relationship with the heavenly Father. And that, my friends, is something to rejoice about. And then lastly, mirror. Mirror was, uh, uh, were spices used in burial, and this spoke of his death. We honor him this morning as the one who came, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, became sin for us, but oh, thank God, he rose from the dead on our behalf. Now, each and every one of these gifts is extremely valuable. Do you know that every gift that you bring to Jesus, he views as precious? He views it as valuable? You know, we'll never ever know the full impact of a gift whose life may be impacted or saved or changed by the gifts that we give. I want to encourage all of us. I realize that this pandemic has been a difficult time. I realize that there are many that are watching today that you're just waiting and you're just exploding on the inside for your gifts to be utilized once again for the glory of God. That day is coming soon. Praise God. I said that day is coming soon. But I want to encourage you to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. And today, give Him your very best. Give Him your best worship, your best service, even your best financial gift. What is your point, Pastor Mark? My point is this. There's no greater joy than finding, loving, serving, and giving to Jesus our very best of our time, our talent, and our treasures. Amen. So we're looking at joy woven throughout the Christmas story. One more I want to go through, and of course that's found in Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to begin in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and what shone around them? The glory of the Lord. Shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. 
The angel said to them, Fear not, behold, I give you good tidings of what kind of joy? I give you good news of great joy. Now notice this, which shall be to all people. We want to get that. Which shall be to all people. That is, all people that will open their hearts and all people that will receive. Now notice verse 11. For unto you this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. I heard Jack Hayford preach this many years ago. Unto you this day a Savior. Now is the day of deliverance. Amen. Verse 12. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now notice verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Hey, What are we waiting on? Let us go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. They didn't go to Bethlehem to see if it had happened. They went to Bethlehem to see that it has already happened. These shepherds had some faith. These shepherds had some confidence. They heard the word of the Lord from the angels and, and they moved quickly. Amen. And so in verse 16, and they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And in verse 17, it says, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. So we see from this that God got involved with people that were not considered elite. These were regular guys, regular working guys, like a lot of people in our church, just regular people. And the message to them was of joy that would come as a result of the Savior. They were basically saying, this is available to everyone, not just a chosen few, and no one is excluded. Now remember in verse 10, we read it earlier, but I want to read it again from the Passion Translation. This will cause you to get happy. Ready? Let's all read together. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news. The most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone everywhere. The most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone everywhere. Hallelujah. There's no one that is too big, no one that is too small, for God's plan.
whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So what is it that you and I can glean? What can we learn from these shepherds today? Well, number one, they were quick to believe. And they were quick to move. And they were quick to act. Just reiterating verse 16, it says, So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. I'll say it again because it bears repetition. They didn't go to see if this has happened. They went to see what has happened. Now, this is very important for us to understand. We do not have to wait for some kind of a feeling. We do not have to wait for some sort of outward sign to move with God and to experience the joy of the Lord. Because this, joy really is a function of what you and I believe. In other words, we can get glad before we see the whole picture. And the shepherds, I believe, were glad and full of joy as they moved with haste. How does this apply to me today, Pastor Mark? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 1, in verse 8, it says this, Whom having not seen, you love. Maybe you haven't ever seen Jesus yet. Maybe you haven't experienced your healing yet. Maybe you haven't experienced your breakthrough yet. Whom having not seen, you love. In Him, though you see it not, yet believing. Here's what you do. You rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable, and it brings you to a place where you're full of glory. Another translation says, Without having seen him, you love him, though you do not even now see him, yet you believe in him and exult, hallelujah, and you thrill with inexpressible and glorious, triumphant joy. Amen. And so you can get happy, you can get joyful over a promise. I want to encourage you this Christmas season. You're going to be presented with an opportunity to feel sorrow, to feel down, to feel depressed, some of you. I want to encourage you to choose joy, to stay in the Word of God. Jesus said, you will have joy that will come into your life by the words that I speak unto you. We can all rejoice in Him and what He has done for us. Philippians chapter 4 says it this way, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Somebody says, well, I've lost a little bit of my joy. Well, it might be time to rejoice. Talk about, think about, speak about the good things that God has done in your life. You know, most of my family is gone. Most of them are in heaven. I have one brother that's left, my oldest brother, Dan. And, uh, you know, around this time of year, I miss them. I really missed uh, my family on my 70th birthday. I saw a picture of my mother uh, taking me into uh, 4920 Bryant Avenue South, where I grew up in Minneapolis. I was just a baby. So it was the first time, 
you know, that I came into the home there in Minneapolis. And it brought tears to my eyes to know now I'm 70 years old. (laughs) And the Lord's been so good to me. But, you know, we, we miss our family. We miss our loved ones. And that's real. And that is something that is uh, before many of you in your mind and in your thinking. I want to encourage you uh, to look back and think about and rehearse the good times that you've had with your family. The good times that you've had with your friends. And then to the best of your ability, stay connected with one another. Somebody said, well, you know, we've got a stay-at-home order. Yeah, But you can text, you can call someone, you can FaceTime, you can Zoom, you can use the various avenues and the various ways to connect with one another. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying don't clam up, don't shut down in the midst of a shutdown. Keep your heart open, keep your heart, praise God, filled with the Word and filled with the Holy Spirit and reach out to other people and pray for one another. And that will make a huge difference during this Christmas time. You know, we're going into the new year. And I prophesy and declare that 2021 ain't going to be like 2020. Somebody says, do you have a word for the new year? Right there it is. 2021 ain't going to be like 2020. We believe that 2021 is going to be our best year ever. We've been through some difficult times. We've been through tough times. But you know what? We've endured hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. And you and I, we still have breath. And you and I still have grace. You and I still have Jesus. We still have the Father. We still have the Holy Ghost. We're still part of a kingdom. The kingdom of God is not about meat and drink. What is it about? Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. We are coming through in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to experience breakthrough upon breakthrough upon breakthrough My word for 2021 is 2021 ain't going to be like 2020. (laughs) And everyone said amen. So to the best of your ability, stay connected. Stay connected. Don't be a hermit. Don't shut down. Open up your heart to others. You'll be amazed how that God would use you to bring encouragement to someone else. You'll be amazed how that God can use you to bring a word to a weary soul in time of need. So talk about, think about, rejoice about what God has done and is doing in your life. And the other lesson that we learn from the shepherds is this. The shepherds shared what they had experienced. In verse 17, when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Praise God. Christmas joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. From our heart, Pastor Brenda's heart, and Pastor Tom, the entire pastoral staff, all of our team leaders, we wish you a very merry 
joyful Christmas in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Brenda worked on a very wonderful devotional that will be going out tomorrow and be emailed, but I'm going to use it right now. Merry Christmas. The word Merry in the Arabic language literally means to be joyful. Some other definitions of Merry include to be joyful, to be exhilarated to laughter, and to be full of mirth. I'm going to ask Brenda to come right now. And we're going to pray, and I want her to define mirth to you as we all say, Happy Merry Christmas. Praise God. Glory to God. Say it with me, for the Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. Let's say it again. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endureth forever. One more time. For the Lord is good, and His mercy endureth forever. forever. So be joyful means to be full of mirth. What in the world are you talking about? Well, you know, I was thinking about why we say Merry Christmas. Yeah. And so that's how this all began. And so I, I like to look up different words. But uh, Merry Christmas, like you said, means to be joyful but in, in that, what you just said, Mary means to be exhilarated to laughter. And it also means to be full of mirth. So I thought, what in the world is mirth? That's not something. Not mirth. Mirth. <laughs> not something we normally say to each other. I don't remember the last time I walked into a room and maybe somebody said something funny. And I said, oh, that just makes me so mirthful. No, that's not a word that we use all the time. But it literally means this it means to be full of gladness as shown by or accompanied with laughter there we go so that's what this christmas season is about we should be so full of the joy of the lord that we express it even through laughter now we know that there's lots of things that are trying to steal our joy of this wonderful season. Yeah. But as you were preaching such a great message, I was reminded of Psalms 51:12 and it says, "Restore unto me yes. the joy yes. of my salvation yeah. and uphold me with thy free spirit." So good. Yeah. We have a reason to be joyful Mm -hmm. and his name is jesus when we receive him as lord and savior joy accompanies our salvation he is the greatest gift that was ever given and when we think about the goodness of god and the faithfulness of him our hearts ought to rejoice and there's many ways to express that joy that's on the inside of us it is a spiritual force and one of the ways to express it is just to go ha 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 be filled with mirth to the point that you're going to just laugh at the goodness and faithfulness of God. god amen so we just thank god for that restoration yes restoration the the rest Mm -hmm. of restoration of joy that's right and that, that's very, very vital. Yes. Because Amen. our salvation does bring that. And Amen. as I said earlier, you know, joy is a 
spiritual force. Yes, it is. It's different than happiness. Oh, it is. Happiness yeah. is based a lot upon what's going you know, on, what's going on yeah, our circumstances. Yeah. But this joy yes. is on the inside of us. Amen. And one thing about the joy of the Lord, yes. it can be stirred up yes. and it can be released. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I believe today that there are people that really, really, really <laughs> should call upon Jesus today. Yeah. Amen. As we talked amen. about earlier, you know, this gift mm -hmm. is for all people everywhere. Goodness. No one mm -hmm. is excluded. That's right. That's wow. so good. Now, you may amen. be watching today and saying, wow, can, could, would the Lord accept me? Mm. Mm. He already has. Yes. Amen. From before the foundation mm. of the world. Yes. He was the lamb slain for right. you. Amen. And all he is doing is waiting on you Amen. to respond to what he's made available yes, to you. Receive. What has he made available? He's made available the beautiful gift of salvation. Yes, yes, yes. And we can unwrap that gift today Amen. by simply an act of faith. Mm -hmm. And I like Romans chapter 10 in verse 9 and 10, yeah, yeah. it literally says this, that if thou should confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus yes. and believe in your heart mm -hmm. that God has raised him from the dead, yeah. you will be saved. You will. Without a doubt, you will Amen. be. Amen. And in verse 10, it says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, brings you into right standing with God. Mm -hmm. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. That's right. So there is this heart and there is this mouth connection. connection yes. To get unto salvation yes. is not difficult. No. It's a simple act of trust. Mm -hmm. I believe yes. that you truly are the Son of God. Amen. And then it is a declaration mm -hmm. that Jesus mm -hmm. is Lord. Christianity, I've been told in years past, is called the great, great confession. confession. Yes. Your salvation begins with a confession. Mm -hmm. Your transformation begins by believing yes. and Amen. confessing that Jesus is Lord. Amen. So if that is you this morning, mm -hmm. you're out there and you're wondering, would God accept me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely he would. Yes. No one that comes to him, no. the Bible says, he no. will cast no. out. Good news. He doesn't Good cast word. anybody out. The only thing he casts out is demons. <laughs> That's right. He doesn't cast anybody no, out or reject anybody. No. The Bible says when you come to him, mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. that you become the accepted Amen. in Amen. Amen. the beloved. And that Thank changes you. everything. everything. That changes the way that you see yourself. Yes, yes. That changes the way that you mm -hmm. look at the past. Yeah. It removes all inferiority. It removes mm -hmm. all guilt and condemnation. Yeah. This glorious, indescribable gift. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. I know there's people that want to receive Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Lord. So let's pray. Yes. You're yes, there. Yes. Best gift you'll ever receive. Just pray this simple prayer. Oh, thank you. Out of your heart. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. That you truly are. That you truly are. The Son of God. The Son of God. 
who gave his life. He gave his life for me. For me. And now I confess you. And now I confess you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And as my Savior. And as my Savior. Asking you now. Asking you now. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. And I receive you today. I receive you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I boldly say. I boldly say. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Is my Lord. Is my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. Glory Amen. to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you've done that, on mm -hmm. the screen you can see the way that you can connect with us. Just a little while ago, someone got saved. Yes, and we're rejoicing yes, over that. Amen. But just text SAVE to 510-800-8310. Praise God. Yes, and right along with that, your message was so powerful. And right along with that, though, I know there's been a lot of talk about joy, but I believe we should pray for people yes. that that joy of their salvation. You know you're born again. Yeah. You've received this wonderful gift of salvation. But the joy has just been kind of waning. And there's joy robbers that have come against your life. Yeah. And we just want to pray for you that that joy would be rekindled on the inside of you. And that you really, truly would have a Merry Christmas full of God's love, yes. peace, and joy. Please Amen. pray, sweetheart. I'll stretch forth my hand yes. toward the people. Father, so, Father, thank we you. thank you for all the wonderful oh, folks Father, that are watching today. And we just sense in our oh, hearts that there are some of these precious people that the joy of their salvation, it has waned, and it is like joy robbers have come. Anxiety and fear and worry, and in some cases, just pure sadness and depression because maybe they're alone or they're away from their families. But right now in the name of Jesus, we just declare that the anointing goes wherever you are right now. If you need to just place your hand maybe on your heart right now and just say this with me. I receive the anointing and the anointing and the anointing destroys, destroys any, yoke any yoke off of my life. Off of my life. Depression you go. Depression Sadness you, go. you leave. Sadness go. Anxiety you're bound in the name of Jesus. Yes. Any joy robbers you yes. leave them now. In the oh, name that is God. above every name. Glory we thank you for the anointing mm. <laughs> and the unction to come upon them yes, now. Lord. Now begin to just do something that expresses your joy. It might just be a ha, ha, ha. Well, you say, I don't feel like laughing. You can laugh by faith and you'll still get the wonderful Glory benefits of expressing joy. If the best praise you can God. do is raise your hands and smile, thank then just you, do Lord. that. Ha ha. Raise Praise your hands God. and smile. Whatever you need Thank to do, you, but begin to release the joy Amen. because he's coming on you strong Amen. now in Jesus' name. Beautiful. Praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we pray for a very safe yes, holiday season. Yes. For Amen. You. Safe. A very safe Christmas. Yes. Amen. Amen. In the presence of God. And, Amen. And if you're traveling, I just want to declare over you, yes. all of the church family, yes, amen. that you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most That's High. That's right, yes. You're abiding under the shadow amen. of the Almighty. Amen. 
And because you have made him the Lord, the most high your habitation. Yep. Thank we declare you, that no evil no shall evil. befall you, no evil. neither shall any plague Jesus come nigh name. your dwelling. That's right. We loose the ministering spirits all yes, around our church do. family in Jesus for name, protection, protection, for strength, and yeah. for health in yes, the name yes. of Jesus. And we give you the Jesus. glory and we give you the praise Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. And that, my friends, is something to be joyful about. Yes, it Glory is. to Thank God. Thank you, Lord. As we close today, <laughs> Pastor Tom and them are coming, and we're going to sing on our way out. Glory to God. Let's oh, go good. ahead. Joy to the Lord. <laughs> Joy to the world. <laughs> Amen. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive the of God's love, yes. peace, and joy. Please Amen. pray, sweetheart. I'll stretch forth my hand yes. toward the people. Father, so, Father, thank we you. thank you for all the wonderful oh, folks Father, that are watching today. And we just sense in our hearts oh, that there are some of these precious people that the joy of their salvation, it has waned and it is like joy robbers have come. Anxiety and fear and worry and in some cases just pure sadness and depression because maybe they're alone or they're away from their families. But right now in the name of Jesus, we just declare that the anointing goes wherever you are right now. If you need to just place your hand maybe on your heart right now and just say this with me. I receive the anointing and the anointing and the anointing destroys, destroys any yoke any yoke off of my life off of my life depression you go depression sadness you, go. you leave sadness go anxiety you're bound in the name of Jesus yes. any joy robbers you yes. leave them now in the oh, name that is God. above every name. Glory we thank you for the anointing mm. <laughs> and the unction to come upon them yes, now. Lord. Now begin to just do something that expresses your joy. It might just be a ha, ha, ha. Well, you say, I don't feel like laughing. You can laugh by faith and you'll still get the wonderful Glory benefits of expressing joy. If the best Praise you can God. do is raise your hands and smile, thank then just you, do Lord. that. Ha ha. Raise Praise your hands God. and smile. Whatever you need Thank to do, you, but begin to release the joy Amen. because he's coming on you strong Amen. now in Jesus' name. Beautiful. Praise Hallelujah. God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So we pray for a very safe yes. holiday season. Yes. For Amen. You. Safe. A very safe Christmas. Yes. Amen. Amen. In the presence of God. And, Amen. And if you're traveling, I just want to declare over you, yes. all of the church family. Yes, amen. That you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most That's High. That's right, yes. You're abiding under the shadow amen. of the Almighty. Amen. And because amen. you have made him the Lord, the Most High, your habitation. Yep. Thank we declare you, that no evil no shall evil. befall you, no evil. neither shall any plague Jesus come nigh name. your dwelling. Right. We loose the ministering spirits all yes, around our church we do. family in Jesus for name, protection, protection, for strength, 
and yeah. for health in yes. the name yes. of Jesus. And we give you the Jesus. glory and we give you the praise Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. And that, my friends, is something to be joyful about. Yes, it glory is. Glory to Thank God. Thank you, Lord. As we close today, <laughs> Pastor Tom and them are coming and we're going to sing on our way out. Glory to God. Let's oh, go good. ahead. Joy to the Lord. <laughs> Joy to the world. <laughs> Amen. Joy to the world. The Lord is come.